Hey everybody, welcome back to <laughs> this week's episode. <laughs> I forgot that I was doing the same intro. You almost said the wrong thing. I almost said the drunk riders, but no, this is uh, this is Uranus 101. We're back, baby. The other one. Mm-hmm. We still drink beer, though. <laughs> we still drink beer. We uh, we 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 talk about uh, space things, and of course, we make inappropriate jokes. It's all about Uranus. Let's go. So t- on tonight, what are you drinking? So I don't know where this was hiding in my fridge, or like I don't know if I was just blind. If or- it's space theme, I'm coming to cuddle you. Just know that right now. Unfortunately, it's not. Damn it. <laughs> But this just appeared in my fridge a couple weeks ago. I've been saving it for a special occasion. I've got a KBC Widowmaker. Look at you. Like from a grown-up man. Apparently, I had one more. What? Just from your wedding? That was like three years ago. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. You never know. No, apparently it was like cloaked in the back or something. Oh, shit. All right. Good looking out. All right. What you got? I got a Homestead Beer Co. Ten Penny, just amber mm-hmm. ale, cheap guy. I'm saving the cute and um, you know sassy uh, one for uh, the show this week. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep keep it here. Keep keep it relaxed. Keep a chill, chill. Good old amber ale. Pretty solid. I like it. Can't go wrong with that. Yep. So as we said before, we're trying to record these. You know, once a month. Keep it chill. Space news, it goes a little bit slower than coaster news. Plus, you can't, we're, we're not astronauts, so it's not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, first things first, Mark, you own Kerbal Space Program. Yep. I own Kerbal Space Program. I am now curious how many hours I have in Kerbal Space Program. Uh, let's open up Steam. Uh, now we got to, <laughs> now we got to go. I haven't played it in, I think, a good five years. Oh, I haven't played it since June 14th, 2020. Height, height. July 28th, 2015. I've oh, played, my God. Yeah, right. I've played 47 hours. You don't even know. So, okay. Yeah, hard, hardly a blip on your radar for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I have, I, it's, it's not Rocket League. Let's say that. I have 186.5 <laughs> hours. So it's there. I, I'll say this: I haven't played uh, Planet Coaster that much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I have done a shit ton of fun on there. So it's one of my <laughs> higher played games for sure. Yep. Um, but being that we haven't played it, we're still fans of the game, of course. Seeing what people can create in there, I am anxiously awaiting too. I think I'll definitely buy that one. But yeah, I'm. Um, I'm going to buy two, even though I'll probably hardly ever play it. I'm going to buy it just because the developers deserve the money. They deserve the 60 bucks or however much it's going to be. Because yeah. one of the quotes, I remember they did that trailer, um, I think it was just before the pandemic. And the the quote that really resonated with me was someone was talking about like, oh, they were playing it and like they were having fun. But then they realized after like hours and hours and hours, like, they were learning. They were legitimately learning physics and orbital mechanics. Yep. The thing I learned the most probably from that game was a lot about physics. And like I remember my first docking. And I, uh, I it Excuse took me? Like four, ooh, now we're talking. 
<laughs> we did say inappropriate jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember my first docking like it was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> well, Mark, you this, we could just call this show docking. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> the docking episode. Uh, this is just <laughs> the episode where we docked together. God bless America. <laughs> Ironically, that's the only thing I didn't successfully do in that game. Really? Really? Yep. Wow. I um it took me a while. So I this is before like Mechjeb came around. Mm-hmm. So I was doing this like winging the fuck out of it. Oh, so like to get them into the same orbit was just hilariously hard anyway. Yeah. But to get them that close, I remember I had like a, like a, I was able to get them like a kilometer apart and then able to fucking, I, I remember one time I launched it and ran out of fucking fuel like an idiot. But <laughs> um, I had the, um, uh, I was able to get them docked and it took forever because le- learning that space isn't like fucking Star Wars. Right. And that you have to actually, you know, play on every single dimension when you're mm-hmm. doing that. And we're do, you got to do reverse thrust, all that fun stuff. Uh, turn your ship around. and Yeah. <laughs> Crazy how fun that is. But Mark found a video. And I've been seeing a lot of these recently of this basically automated. And I don't, again, I haven't played it in a while. So I don't know what they've been coming out with in a little bit. But this basically automated... Uh, so there's for those who haven't played Kerbal, um, they have um, comets and asteroids in there, and you can go rendezvous with one of them if you'd like. This guy had like robotic uh, nuclear engined tugs that surrounded this thing by themselves. I I saw it and I had a stroke. It's I'm called like, so. It's the mission is redirecting the comet because obviously it's probably on a collision trajectory with um what's the planet kerbal yes um it's probably on a collision uh trajectory with it and so you want to redirect it this dude is doing a futuristic space mission all these tiny little satellites basically boosters are doing what's called swarm control where they all surround it and then they're basically just going to push it out of the way and it's just unbelievable that I mean we've seen people do all sorts of crazy things, different things, but the same like concept, like crazy concept in this game. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like yeah, it's got realistic physics, but I mean it, it's not that realistic. But still, it's unbelievable seeing people do these futuristic, highly advanced. Um, Missions and concepts. Exactly. And another thing that I saw was obviously unrealistic completely, but hilariously cool was um, they did a, a, a space station that was as soon as you um, ejected the cover, the cover, that's the technical term. Uh, <laughs> the fairing. <laughs> there it is. The, when the fairing released, uh, all the parts of the ship um or the uh, space station just put went together themselves. Essentially, you doing the same exact thing mm-hmm. that they did with this asteroid, which is insane. But yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's just insanity. 
So if you haven't played Kerbal, definitely, if you're interested in space, check it out. Yep. Or if you want to bullshit with uh, humor us, feel free to buy it. I think it's cheap. I think. Uh, yeah, the first one at this point, I'm sure it's really cheap. I think I got it for a, I think it was a like, pretty steep discount back. Yeah, I think it was like six, 1999 for me, but yeah, yeah. So. And it had been out for quite a number of years already. Oh, yeah. Oh man, I got oh that was a big yawn. I got I got mine in twenty I think thirteen, fourteen. So I've been playing it for a minute. Or have been <laughs> playing it for a minute. But City Skylines took my life over, baby. <laughs> of course it did. Man. Uh all right. So the other big stuff that came out and that has really been splashing everywhere. Uh James Webb. Just Dude. James fucking Webb, man. Dude. You don't need to really say anything else. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I just Googled James Webb Space Telescope. First three things. It is changing freaking everything. It, Dude, it, like. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm yep, speechless. Yep. Yep. I think the coolest thing, I think I actually posted this on Drunk Riders was, um, that one of those first photos, the first public image mm-hmm. of a cluster of galaxies where you could literally see space bending around bigger objects in the foreground from the background. Mm-hmm. Like the the like the like the top middle where you could see like a whole galaxy just yeah. shaped around the star was just it's it's better than I could have ever thought. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah, you saw that first image and you're like, this is, this is something else. But then what really hit me was when they did the the side by side with that same Hubble image. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, the differences are in, in, and you, we thought Hubble, I always thought Hubble was phenomenal. I was like, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. Especially once they got it rolling. And now you're just like, Hubble is, is some shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is like these photos were released and people just immediately started shitting on Hubble. And it's like, no, you can't do that. You got to you got to respect your elders, man. You got to yeah. respect who came before you because Hubble made countless scientific breakthroughs. So. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I never saw this photo. I'm, I'm finding photos as I go. <laughs> I'm on a show. There's a there's a, uh, a one of the good photos of the Southern Ring Nebula, and there is a disk galaxy that they never saw before in the top left corner. Oh wow! Holy wow! Yeah, that's okay. right. And they 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 posted that one photo. It's like it's got that red dot in whatever corner, and they're like, "This is the oldest galaxy we've ever seen ever." It's <laughs> literally on the edge of the universe. Yes. It's like goodness gracious! I yeah. Can't fathom that. Hmm. Wow. But yeah, like they, of, of course they had the photo of the Carina Nebula. Of course. You had to. That's that's yeah. just, you got to. And it like I'm like, man, I know you got it. Show us pillars of creation. Yep. Give us the photo. <laughs> <laughs> like you see that same photo from Hubble, and you're like, okay, I can kind of make out where pillars of creation are. But <laughs> the James Webb photo is so detailed, it's totally lost. Yes. You, you you don't even notice it. It's that crazy. Oh, James Webb, you are 
You are. <laughs> and it, it's only going to get better. Yeah, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Who knows where it could go? So I know they're talking about trying to take um, photos, or has already taken a look at Trappist system, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Seven Earth-sized worlds around that. Um, dwarfs, red dwarf. So there could be a hot, just sexiness of a treasure trove of photos that are yeah. maybe already sitting there waiting. So yeah, and they they took a shit ton of photos of Jupiter too. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah. The, the one that I saw with with Io orbiting <laughs> it and yeah. its interactions with it with its uh, parent planet. Intense. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I am now fully <laughs> fully erect. Is it hot in here? It's it's hotter now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of something else that got me hot. Oh, oh mama! Artemis one is looking to launch. SLS rocket is is nearly here. Um, it's already out in the launch pad. I think did it come out? Did they they bring it back? Not yet. They so they rolled it out of the building. Um. I don't think they rolled it out like very far. It was basically just, okay, we pulled it out. It's freestanding. Everyone get your pictures. Um, I don't know if they even moved it back in, but I, let's see. It's in that link that I posted. I think it's rolling out like August 15th to the pad. Ooh. And then the, the, the first tentative launch date that they're looking at right now is August 29th. And of course, they've got their backup dates. I think it was September second is the first backup, and then September fifth. So if there's like a weather issue or something going on or some yeah. sort of delay, they'll they'll punt the launch to one of those other dates. But yeah, August 29th, it's it's finally here. We've <laughs> like seven or eight years we've been talking about, dude. Can't wait till this thing launches. And they're like, oh, it's getting delayed from 2019 or 2018, like blah, blah, blah. Okay, now it's looking like this. Finally, August 29th. If you didn't have a whole child, I would steal you and I'd fly to Florida (laughs) so we could watch this. (laughs) I was just about to say that. Like, we, I mean, yeah, we were talking about going down there to watch it. But yeah, yeah, a couple years ago, yeah, we were like, let's go. (laughs) It's going to be a little bit tough to do with, uh, with a uh, mini baby, baby, baby <laughs> spaghetti rolling around, so uh, it's okay. But yeah, like I am waiting with bated breath. I really want um, one of the um, SLS launches to be my first actual launch, so <sighs> that I see in person. That is, so yeah, that's that's like definitely going to have to plan a trip to Florida mm-hmm. around an SLS launch because I saw. Um, an Atlas V launch from uh, I was in New Smyrna Beach, it was like forty miles away. That alone was awesome. But like, I want to be at Kennedy yep. watching SLS, just buying those tickets. Going I want to feel it in my chest, <laughs> <laughs> straight to the chest, son. Oh man, that'd be crazy. Oh, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Okay, all right, moving on. Uh, some other news because of continued tensions, of course. This is more of an Earth-based issue going down. Um, Russia is withdrawing from the SC- uh, ISS. <laughs> Russia is not obviously happy with um, the stance that um, a lot of uh, 
other countries are in the war with Ukraine, including mm-hmm. the U.S., so they are leaving. Yeah, and I think it's kind of the final straw for them because they've they've kind of had tensions with a lot of different space programs uh, or space agencies, I should say, over ISS because there's that whole snafu just before the pandemic started with the ISS about like potential sabotage. Yeah. And like it was going back and forth between like the US and Russia about like all these wild accusations about like people like drilling holes in the walls and shit like that. Russia's like, we're taking our Soyuz capsules. (laughs) Everyone's (laughs) like, you can't. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how that works, dog. You can't can't roll out like that. That's, uh, yeah, what can you do? Some people. Yep. But that's. Our, our boy John Mike asks a, a really interesting or a thought provoking question uh, related to this. And that's will we see other collaborative efforts um, either with the ISS or just in general? And will this uh, cause the ISS's pending retirement to be accelerated? which it is being planned to be decommissioned around, I think it was 2030. Yes. It's going to be decommissioned I, I, I and crashed into Point Nemo. Mm. Well, I think what was the thought was um, uh, that can be extended possibly, but they simply don't know right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of question marks there. So yeah. I mean, as far as like collaborative efforts, Russia's just one country. I mean, we're 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 doing I mean, everyone's doing collaborations with each other, but like European Space Agency, Japan Space Agency, I I think India's collaborating with a lot of people. Um so yeah, tons of different countries doing a whole bunch of collaborations um with Russia backing out. It's really it, it there's probably minimal loss other than you won't have Soyuz capsules up there all the time. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. can be painful. That is one of the most reliable, uh, spaceships ever created. So, yeah. um, but it is what it is. You, you yeah. can't, you can't win them all, especially if somebody doesn't cooperate. Um, yeah. Conveniently, uh, crew dragon is pretty much operational at this point. So that can yeah. take over. And then you've got Boeing's orbiter as well, or capsule, I should say. Yeah. The name escapes me right now, but yeah, there's, there's other options. Um, I definitely think that everyone else got lucky as far as, uh, capsules go. Um, the actual spacecraft, uh, getting to and from the ISS because for quite a while, it was just Russia with the only, um, space vehicle technology that could dock with ISS. So (laughs) keeping it safe. Keeping yep. us reliable. Yeah, we kind of we kind of cut out of, of uh, um, the space shuttle program a little bit quick. Yeah, let's uh, uh, let's cut this let's cut this budget here, and then uh, oh yeah, we have this whole space station that we need to pay another country the same amount of money to get people to and from it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's um, a little short sighted planning there, but it is what it is. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? All right. So we got another fun thing that's popping in the world around us. The a Chinese rocket body looks like it's going to fall to Earth around July 31st. In a couple of days from now, 25-ton mm-hmm. piece of space junk is going to roll back. 
and it's not going to completely burn up. Typically, um, a lot of these spacecrafts and launch vehicles, at least the ones that do uh, re-enter the atmosphere, they're um, they're built with um, alloys that do burn up. But for whatever reason, e- either this um, this rocket body is so massive or it's made from an alloy that doesn't completely burn up or it, it just won't completely burn up in the atmosphere. So it is, it is posing a, a little bit of concern depending on um, where they project it to land, which isn't quite known yet. Yeah. China, um, their space program is an interesting one to say the least. Extremely. They, <laughs> if, if I'm remembering the timeline correctly, they're the first Chinese astronaut or taikonaut as they're called in China, uh, went into space in 2003 aboard one of the space shuttles. And in just over a decade, they had gone from that and really crude rocket designs, really, um, outdated technology to basically doing 50 years of advancement in a decade. Where yeah. you could argue that at least as far as like their their technology for their launch vehicles for their long march rockets um, was arguably better than everybody else's. So they have made incredible strides in terms of their capabilities, but then at the same time you've got like these rocket bodies, and this isn't like the first time this has happened, but they yeah. frequently have rocket bodies that fall back to Earth, or they've got. Um, rockets that um, lose their trajectory and end up in rogue orbits. <laughs> like they, just weird things where like they dump fuel and like it sets a forest on fire. All sorts of weird, crazy accidents. So it's just so bizarre to see how like, I mean, we can leave their government politics aside, but like their entire government is like unanimously backing their space program. Yeah. But then they just don't have regard for safety at all. Yeah. It's they're They're, they're not thinking too far ahead. I feel, I think mm-hmm. they're kind of in a lot of ways trying to rush it. You know, what it kind of reminds me of is, um, of, uh, North Korea and what they've been doing with their rocket program. Now, obviously that rocket's a little more, uh, deadly, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, not thinking, not planning too, too far ahead. Mm-hmm. And that may not be good for them in the long run. So mm-hmm. a good thing is, I mean, to counter that, America had, you know, decades of pain and suffering and terrible, stupid before they finally figured it out. <laughs> so um, we have we had enough practice. They're kind of in that practice phase. But given where yeah. they've advanced and what they've done, you, you, you would think, you would think, never, never means a guarantee, but you would think they'd be a little better. But it is what it is. Yep. Um, hopefully they're able to um, do a whole lot uh, in a short amount of time. So that being said, we got some questions. Oh, baby. We actually got some solid questions. Ghost Panda asks, uh, how long do you believe it will take with current progress of science for us to hit long distance space travel? i.e. cryo-freeze, hyperdrives, plane all spacecraft, living on a spacecraft for a year, without any thoughts for modes of, or, uh, or any other unthought modes of long-distance space travel? You this know... Is a, this is a phenomenal question. Yeah. 
you know, at least for me, I look back and I think um, to where we thought we would be after Apollo. Mm-hmm. We thought we'd already be on Mars. We thought we'd have, you know, people staying on the moon already. And the, the, the way things changed in the 70s and 80s um, and the way they didn't happen. A lot of promises happened that didn't actually occur. That's why I, I am waiting with bated breath with SLS. Just because they have grand plans, especially to get to, to Mars eventually. Mm-hmm. But I worry that we're aiming high and we're not going to be able to hit that mark. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But that being said, um, you know, given where where we could be, I could I could see if we keep up progress. Right, there's two, one of two things can happen, in my opinion, at least, is we could start heavy more heavy investment into space, NASA, all that fun stuff, um, both commercially and government run. And we could see maybe the late, uh, maybe like 2060s, 70s, us doing some long distance shit, going to Jupiter, going to Saturn, stopping by um, some of the far distant planets, sp- spending years in space. Mm-hmm. Because like now we've it took us years and years, and we're still only even have a permanent thing on the moon yet. Yeah, we've been talking about that for decades. Yes, decades upon decades. <laughs> so we are we are at a point where we did a lot in a, a short amount of time, and we've done we've done a lot, but not a lot into a direction that would be better. In my we, yeah, we slowed down significantly. Yeah. Yeah. For for a lot of good reasons, but yeah, we we slowed down significantly as as far as our reach goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, SLS as long as they keep up with their 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 plans should open up a lot of capabilities as far as space travel goes within our solar systems. I mean the 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 payloads that it should be capable of launching, especially in the heavy configurations is just incredible how, how much they'll, they'll be able to lift, um, which would mean longer and further out missions. Uh, but as far as like the long distance space travel, the, the going faster, much faster than we're currently going, um, long duration space travel. I, if we even see it in our lifetime, we're all going to be very, very old. Um, yes. If, we, if, if old at all. Yeah. Maybe we, well beyond us. Yeah. I mean, we just, the, the energy, uh, the energy storage is the biggest issue and it's, will we be able to develop that technology where we can store the energy needed to travel as far and as, as far as we need to go in, um, a rapidly reduced time because like, yeah, we could, we could send up rockets and crews out to shit. We could go to Pluto. It's going to take them a decade to get there. Can we cut that down to a year? You need a hell of a lot more energy to do that. And that's, that's really what's killing us is we we're we're really struggling to make that energy density a lot higher. Yeah. Uh, and then also you got things like space radiation, which we're, we're, we're still trying to figure out the best ways to do that because right now our solution is the more shit you put in between the outside and the human, the better. 
but then that increases your weight and you need more energy to get off the ground. And so it's, it's a, it's a balancing act. And it's, it's just, it's one of those things where we just need a lot more time to, to, to make huge leaps in, in both speed and distance traveled and duration. Yeah. And when, again, a spitball is be hoping for the best, but preparing for that not to be the case. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Hunter asks, when do you see humans going back to the moon? This is another really good question because we were just talking about Artemis. Yeah. Um, if so, they're not going to, we're not going at Apollo's pace. So, yeah. Artemis, Artemis one, if it launches this year, right? We're 2022. Which, well, the 29th. Yeah. So, well, I'm just going, because we're not going to have another Artemis mission this year. Um, true. Yeah, that's true. We'll probably have one in 2023. So, yep. Artemis 2, right? Uh, they may depend on their configuration, but we could see a human orbiting the moon by 2024. Yes. At least. That's yeah, my hope. Right now, the plan, that's supposed to be Artemis 2. Yeah. Which is essentially going to be the same thing as Artemis 1, which is just an orbit around the moon. Uh, Artemis 1 is unmanned, of course. Yeah. Artemis 2 would essentially be the same thing, but manned. Yes. And then Artemis 3 would be um, actually landing on the moon. And then, of course, any subsequent Artemis missions would also be landing on the moon as well. Um, but yeah, they, they're taking their sweet time. They're, they're rolling their dates. Um, or at least if they do have, I'm sure they do have dates, but they're keeping them close to the chest just cause they want to make sure they get it right. Um, of course. So we know Artemis one is going to be launching in a month, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Artemis two and Artemis three, we, Right now, they're saying by 2025, so we'll see if that holds up. Yep. Fingers crossed. Um, when will the next roller coaster be built in space? <laughs> <laughs> the first from Jake. So at, at first, I, I saw this question. I was like, wait a minute. Hmm? But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, that would actually be such a surreal experience because it would be literally the inverse of any roller coaster we've ever ridden. Yep. Cause we ride roller coasters to feel weightlessness. And we would have but none of a that. roller coaster in space, which you can have an unpowered roller coaster in space. You just need a launch, but all the elements and all the maneuvers you do, it would be to feel forces. It would be able to feel gravity, not weightlessness. So all yeah. the forces would be completely inverse. There, yeah, and then everything you like, like airtime, wouldn't be a thing. You have to have feel all those positives, feel all these other stuff that you don't normally anticipate or, or would maybe even enjoy. So that is a really interesting thought experiment, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, that's all I got. How's your beer? Just finished it. It's delicious. I love me some KBC. 
Oh, I like it. I drank about half my homestead because I was talking too damn much. I, t- I tend to do that on, on these shows. It's okay. It's okay. Sounds like you need to finish it. I, listen. Okay. On that note. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, Mark, it's been fun. Likewise. Uh, talk to hell. Hopefully a month from now, we're talking about SLS just launching. Oh. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. That could be an hour-long episode. I was just breaking down the launch. Watching it in real time. Oh, mama, now I'm excited. Okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I'll see you later. Bye.